said, love one another as I have loved you. The verse that we're going to concentrate is that verse, John chapter 13, verse 34. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. So this morning we're going to look at one verse and one question. And that is, what's new about the commandment to love one another? I pray that Jesus himself will speak to you through this message concerning his commandment to this church that we love each other. So immerse your mind now in this text with me and let the mind of Christ saturate your mind. That is how we are to change. The Word of God reveals the Son of God, the glory of God by the Spirit of God, and we are changed. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says, But we all, with unveiled faces, behold, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. We are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Being transformed from glory to glory. So this morning, this is a miracle. If I didn't believe in it, I wouldn't be a preacher of God's Word. God's spoken Word has power far beyond mine and far beyond yours. Again, John 13, 34, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. If you are a follower of Jesus, a Christian, a child of God through faith in Jesus Christ. You are a person under authority. You are not your own. You do not call the shots anymore. Jesus is more to you than a master of your life, but he's no less. He comes to you with more than commandments, but not less. You are a person whose life is defined by the will of another, namely Jesus. What he wills, you want. And what he wills and commands in this verse is that you love each other. That his followers love each other. A new commandment I give to you. Not a suggestion, not a new suggestion, not a new idea, not a new possibility, not a new life option for you, but a new commandment. So what's new about the commandment to love each other? A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. I see two answers implied in this verse. The key to the answers is found in the words in the second half of the verse. Just as I have loved you, you also love one another. The newness of the command to love each other is found in the words, as I have loved you. I see two ways that the commandment to love each other is new in these words. First, the commandment is new because it is a command to live out the love of Jesus. To live out the love of Jesus. The second, the, com the, second, the command is new because it is a command to live on the love of Jesus. The word as... I have loved you. The words, as I have loved you, contain a pattern of our love for each other. And they contain a power for our love for each other as well. Loving each other is not a new command per se. It was already there in the Old Testament, in Leviticus 
chapter 9, this is chapter 19, verse 18. It says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So what's new is that Jesus is now the pattern that we live by and the power that we live on. The pattern that we live by and the power that we live on. So let's look at these two kinds of newnesses. The basis for the first kind of newness, that is Jesus as our pattern, is found earlier in John chapter 13. Look at what Jesus does at the very beginning of John chapter 13 to provide an example of what he means when he says, just as I have loved you, you also love one another. John chapter 13, verse 1, verses 4 to 5 and 12 to 15. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from the world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. So right here, Jesus' love for us is about to be demonstrated. Verse 4 says, Jesus took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. So this is a real Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 moment in action, isn't it? Be humble. Think of others as better than yourself. Now pick it up in verse 12. It says, After he had washed their feet, he put on his robe and he returned to the table. He said to them, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done. So here we see, or here we have Jesus giving us an acted out pattern of love. So when we get to verse 34 and he says, just as I have loved you, you also love one another, we don't have to guess at what Jesus meant by as. As I have loved you. As I have loved you is the pattern. Verse 15 says, I have given you an example that you should, look, should do just as I have done. And then we get to verse 34 that says, Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. So the pattern of love to be followed is very clear. This is how we are to love each other. It involves at least two things. One is that we lay aside status, we lay aside rank and prestige and privilege and take the form of a servant. Verse 14 says, If then your teacher and Lord... Uh, have washed your feet. You should also, you should also, you should also, uh, and ought to also wash one another's feet. So Jesus is saying, by virtue of my status, by virtue of my rank and my privilege as your Lord and teacher, I'm not obligated to wash your feet, but I count you as more significant than myself, and so I serve you. So the first part of Jesus's pattern is that. It lays aside rank and privilege to serve others. The second part of the pattern is that this love involves practical deeds of helpfulness. In those days, almost everybody walked. The roads and the paths were dirt. There was probably no socks uh, in the ancient times uh, and no footpaths. 
Everyone's feet were more than less caked in dirt and grunge. The dirty work had to be done and Jesus did it for those who should have been doing it for him. He laid down any sense of entitlement and he served. The new commandment is that we look at this pattern. That we watch our Lord and our teacher and our Saviour do this and follow him. We live out the love that we see in Jesus. That leaves one more angle on the newness of the command to love each other, to love one another. I call it not living out, but living on the love of Jesus. When Jesus said that the new commandment to love each other is a commandment to love as I have loved you, he draws our attention not only to the pattern of love we follow, but the power to the love that we need for the power of the love we need. So here's the big idea. If you search the Gospel of John for the closest verbal parallel to the words of verse 34, just as I have loved you, also you also are to love one another. The closest parallel to that verse in the Gospel of John is John 15, verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. But here, instead of acting out a pattern to follow, Jesus describes a connection with himself that gives the power to love. So the newness of the command to love like Jesus is not only the pattern of his behaviour, but his connection to vital power. And we are connected to that power by being connected to him. Let's have a look. Three verses earlier in John chapter 15, verses 9 to 10, it says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So Jesus said the key to his love with, is with his relationship with God the Father. Verse 10, I abide in his love. Jesus lives in constant and perfect union with his Father. The effect is that the Father's love moves into Jesus and lives there as a divine power to love. Then Jesus says at the end of verse 9, abide in my love. So he abides in his Father's love and we abide in his love. That's how we are able to love each other as he loves us. He loves us by abiding in the Father's love. We love each other by abiding in the love of the Son, which is the love of the Father. We can see the picture Jesus has in mind in John chapter 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, it is that bread that is bears much fruit, apart from me, you can do nothing. There's where we get the, the power idea right there. Apart from me, Jesus says, you have no power to do anything. You cannot love each other as I command you to love if you do not abide in me as I abide in my Father. So the newness of Jesus' command is not that Jesus has become our pattern 
for love by taking on the role of a servant, but also Jesus has become our power for love by himself abiding in the Father, so that as we abide in him, we are given the very love of the Father which, with which to love one another. And if we wonder what hour by hour abiding in Jesus means, it means hour by hour trusting in him to meet our needs and to be our supreme treasure. And when we are confident that he will meet all of our needs and be our treasure, we are freed and empowered to humble ourselves to meet the needs of others. And that leaves one last question this morning. How can we trust Jesus to meet our needs and be our treasure if we are sinners and deserve only wrath from God and not love? Well, the answer to that question is given in this very context, right after the saying in John 15, 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And he says in verse 13, Greater love has no man than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Jesus could not leave us with only a pattern and only the power through union with him by faith. He had to go deeper and solve the problem of John chapter 3, verse 36. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever disobeys the Son will not see life, but must endure God's wrath. Our problem is not mainly that we don't love like we should. Our problem is mainly that because of our sin, God's wrath remains on us. So how is it removed this morning? Why does God cease to be angry with us and instead pour love into our lives through Jesus and empower us to love? The answer is in John 15 verse 13. Jesus laid down his life for his friends. Jesus died in our place. Jesus endured the wrath of God that we deserve so that God's justice would be satisfied and his love could flow unhindered through Christ to us and through us to each other. The commandment to love each other is new because Jesus is the pattern and the power of that love and he can be those for us even though we are sinners, because he removed the wrath of God by laying down his life for us. This is what the Easter season, my friends, is all about. Jesus laid down his life for us. Please pray with me. Father, may I live as Christ lived in spirit and truth, in submission to the Holy Spirit and in obedience to your will. May I love as Christ loved, so that in myself I become nothing in order that Christ may be seen in me and show forth his love in my life. To your praise and glory, in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.